Blog Talk Radio.
Don't y'all just love modern day technology off the chain? Text message message. Say good evening. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. (laughs) I'm so sick of this shit. Excuse me. On the line for the evening Um, Let me just go into tonight's topic Tonight's topic is basically Is an evening with Merlot and author Damon Loren Ahaji I think I mispronounced it But I'm sure he will correct us As soon as he gets on Um, Basically Yours truly Miss Text Message Mrs. will be conducting the interview this evening In regards to his book and we're just going to give him the opportunity in the floor space to, you know, do what he do. So without further ado, Miss Text Message, Mrs., uh, you now have the floor. And when you're ready for me to unmute the guest, just let me know. You may unmute away, babe. Okay. Yes, I'm already Hi. online. Okay, he's here, text message. Hi, Damon, how are you this evening? I'm doing fine, my sister, I'm doing very fine. Good. So you are our guest this evening. So yes, I have the pleasure to be your guest. Thank you. I want to give you the opportunity to tell us, uh, because you are an author, to tell us a little bit about your book. Your book is called A War of Two Worlds. Two Battles to Win. Two battles to win, I'm sorry. Okay, well, explain to us about your book. First of all, I have to thank you for the opportunity to be on your show. Now, uh, the book called The War Africa, Two Battles to Win, uh, talks about issues that have kept the continent of Africa the way it is. They call it a poor continent, but there are issues that make it a poor continent. Now, Cote d'Ivoire is my country of birth. Um, Cote d'Ivoire was a former French colony. Uh, And Cote d'Ivoire was very peaceful. As a matter of fact, it is the world leader of coffee and cocoa production, Cote d'Ivoire. It has been very peaceful for 35 years when the first president was in power. And when he died, that's where the trouble started. Uh, so in my analysis of that crisis, uh, I assess the causes of the crisis, which during the interview we will go through, and I point out what caused this crisis in Cote d'Ivoire. So uh, being that Cote d'Ivoire was the first uh, – the world leader of coffee and cocoa production was very stable economically, politically, but all of a sudden, now the country is willing to cope with the aftermath of that terrible war. Uh, we are awaiting the election. Uh, we don't know when, but pretty soon, 
when the country gets stabilized, uh, we will have the election. So this is uh, the main point of the book. Now, the biggest second point is that Cote d'Ivoire is a part of uh, a continent, Africa. So the issue that Cote d'Ivoire is going through are the same issues of the whole continent of Africa. Um, when you ask questions about those issues, then we'll go through them in detail. So uh, in brief, that's what the book about. The book, yes. Yes. Uh, hello? Uh, hello? Right. Yes. Are you there? Text message, Mrs. Are you there? Yes. Uh-huh. Text message? Yes. I hear you, Damon. Text message. Okay. Okay. So I, I continue on my development? Yes, sir. Okay. Right. And it takes her right in front of her school, too. Oh, see, she so, didn't went off somewhere else. Okay. I'll have to get her. Okay. Okay. And then uh, what about in the evenings? Because I can pick her up in the evenings. Cause I Hold on. We're going to meet okay. her for a second. So basically, the name of the book, uh, once again, actually, I want you right. to pronounce your okay. name. Okay. So on that, uh, so, uh, is, is Damon Laurent Ajayi. Damon Laurent Ajayi. Ajayi. That's what it was. Okay. Yes. <laughs> That's what it was. And once again, the title of your book was? Two Battles to Win. Two Battles to Win. Also, yes. if you're listening, callers, um, here on Blog Talk Radio, if you go to our show page, which is www.blogtalkradio.com slash F-O-M-E-R-L-O-T, you will be able to see the front cover of his book, which you will be able to purchase on the Amazon website. Support the man. Um, once again, he's just here to explain his mission in writing. And with, actually, this is something that you all need to realize. A lot of people that are listening to the show are African-American, and they don't even understand what's really going on in Africa of today. All they know is, I'm from the motherland. What is the motherland? You know nothing of it. You were born here on U.S. soil, you know. So this is this is stuff that you definitely want to pay close attention to this evening. I'm sure that we all will learn something from it. Um, and, of course, my switchboard goes blank again. So I'll go ahead and continue on with what you were saying. Okay. So when I refer to, when I talk about two battles to win, these are the uh, main, two main issues that uh, uh, point out that are the causes of, uh, of why Africa is the way it is, underdeveloped and poor, with all the resources that's in the belly of that continent, the reason why it's still the way it is. Two battles to win. Until we win those two battles, Africa will remain the way it is. Okay, so... So the two battles, basically, from what you're telling us is, one okay. is what? One is what I call the treacherous accord. Now, listen to this. When the Europeans went uh, to Africa, they discovered that uh, the people of Africa were very strong. And also, they discovered that the land was very rich. So mm-hmm. they started they started the, the the uh, human trade. That's why they started to ship uh, African people, uh, put them on their boat, and uh, what of the coast of Africa. And when they discovered that the land was very rich, they divided it among themselves. 
and they they wrote contract to uh, to be proprietors of those land, and the resources of those land uh, were declared their properties. And years later, many years later, when they gave the African countries their independence, guess what? It is not the, the law, the rules of the independence that apply to African countries. It is those contracts that were written long time ago that still apply to the African countries. So with the independence, they still control the African government. So that's the first battle. We have to get rid of those uh, treacherous accords. The second battle is ignorance, ignorance from the people of the Africa, of the African continent. Okay. Uh, you know why ignorance? When I when I talk about ignorance, uh, when you are in a, you are in a room and the light light is turned off, and you are in the dark. Whatever is around you, you don't you don't see it until the light come on. Then you will realize, oh, you have uh, resources around you. Okay. With all the resources that that is in the belly of the continent of Africa, because the African people are still in in, in the darkness, they operate in ignorance. They don't realize that they are very rich. So they're there, and people come, and they loot, they take the resources, and they go and de they develop the countries. So these are the two battles that I refer to in, my, in the title. Well, my question is, okay, technically Africa is one continent, but you have all of these different, um, let me see, nationalities and all of these other countries within one continent. Um, yes. Now, how long have you been in the States? Oh, I've been here for uh, almost uh, 17 years. Almost 17 years. Now, yes. living in Africa, how was that for you when, you know, you have all of these countries that are boundering where you're, mm -hmm. you know, where you're located? Here in the U.S., of course, we have Canada, Mexico. You know, we really don't have any threats per se mm -hmm. that we know of, you know, with a people trying to take over our land or try to take our people and ship us away. You know, I mean, how how was it growing up, you know? Uh, growing up, first I grew up in my village, and then I, when I finished elementary school, I went to the city and so forth. But growing up, we always uh, saw politicians. We saw one president for uh 35 years until I was grow I was very little when then when he came in power, and he uh, was in power for 35 years, and man, I, we could never understand that that man will one day die and then we will find ourselves in in turmoil, but I had to do my homework, do my research to understand that from him being in power for 35 years is because uh, he was supported by uh, the French people, by the mm -hmm. former colonizer. That's why he was able to be in power for 35 years, because these people, they collaborate with, with you when you pay the bills, the colonial bills that we still, the African countries are still paying. So you see a country that exports uh, oil, diamond, and gold, and the, the citizen cannot even afford two meals, two meals a day. Mm -hmm. You don't, you don't. So we were asking ourselves, why are we in this predicament? Why are we poor? Why we can't afford to do this and that? Where, where do the money go? The money that we we earn from exporting cocoa, coffee, time on and go. Where do the revenue go? But 
we, we, don't, we didn't understand until we had to do our homework. And that's why I said to myself, it is time for people to know what's going on in Africa so that uh, we can request help. Because you guys that are here, African-American, you are our brothers. So we really need help from you guys until, so that African, the African countries can get their true independence. Yes. So where exactly is the money going for all of the oil and all of the riches that are, that, you know, coming from is, the, where is it going? That is a very, very good question. You know, uh, when, I, when I talked about the treasures accord, these accords that were written when they went and they, they, they divided the land, there are clauses in those contracts where uh, – the, the, the government has to pay a certain percentage of the yearly revenue. Uh, in my country, it is 65% of the yearly revenue has to go to the Treasury of France. Uh, the Treasury we, of France. Of France, so, yes. So mainly a lot of Africans speak French. Is that what you're saying? Many countries speak French because they were colonized by France, and those who speak English were colonized by England. Aha. Uh-huh. Like, like Ghana, Ghana is our neighbor. Ghana speaks English, and Cote d'Ivoire speaks French. Because okay. English, the English people took Ghana, and the French took Cote d'Ivoire. Okay. Yes. So that's where the money goes. We have to pay the colonial uh, Jews. <laughs> yes. So basically, are you telling us in sort of a roundabout way that France is getting some of the money and some of England is getting the money, or is that what you, I mean? Or is that not what you're saying? Well, uh, one thing that uh, I learned is that the countries that were colonized by England, some of them are independent today. Like Ghana, Ghana is really independent because uh, England does not control Ghana as France is controlling Cote d'Ivoire. So that's, that's a little different. But Cote d'Ivoire, even with the independence, it is the, the French people that control uh, what we are doing. Uh, let me give you an example. If Cote d'Ivoire wants to build a bridge, Cote d'Ivoire has to, has to uh, have a French contractor, and that's an exclusive clause in the contract. Cote d'Ivoire is not allowed to negotiate with China or America to get a contractor. So these are the clauses of the contract. So a bridge that will, that will cost $1 million, we have to pay $10 million for that bridge if it's built by a French contractor. So that's where the money is going. This is what's happening in Africa. Hmm. Text message, would you care to elaborate for what pieces you have heard so far? Yeah. Well, I want to elaborate because you're basically saying the book is about the things on the country. Well, what about the hidden things, you know, about the money, where it's going, where it's been? Let's talk about some of the I've heard that's going on in Africa, such as, you know, growing, you know, molesting babies and raping babies because of the AIDS epidemic over there. Any of that in your book? Oh yes, uh, that's what I call that's that's the second battle is ignorance from the African people. There are so much that's going on in the continent. Uh, ignorance is a, is a broad uh, 
course, in in the title of the book, the, the two battles. But within the continent, there's there's little battles that we need to fight, like like molesting kids, the laws are not working. If you molest a, a young girl, there's no law that that will pursue you or uh, to you know put you in jail or whatever. So there are things that are going on in the continent that that's not you know favorite. That's not good for the economy, for this uh, social. Uh, the African people. Mm-hmm. So that's true. That's why. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, so that is a part of of your book. So you you are describing yes. how men are babies over there. Uh, if you can, I want you to rephrase that question again because I'll be told what's breaking up. Can you rephrase for a minute? Yeah. What I said was so in your book. You yeah. are describing how how men are raping babies over there. Oh yeah, because the 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 laws are passed, but they are not enforced. So mean, they take advantage, mean, those those people who have money take advantage of those who who don't have it. So that's how they uh they take advantage of the little girls. For example, uh, the the we have U UN peacekeepers in Congo, but these people because they have currency, they take advantage of. Uh, those who don't have money, and they organize uh, prostitution rings with, oh with, with young girls. Yeah, we have reports of uh, UN peacekeepers uh, conducting prostitution ring with um, local uh, policemen and so forth. So the laws are not functioning. There's no there's no proper system that works in Africa in all those countries. So this this is. Uh, a battle within. My next book will be two battles, one without, one within. We still have to deal with uh, the colonizers, and we still we have to deal with the problems uh, inside in, in the continent, such as raping young girls, uh, molesting, and so forth. We have to deal with that. Oh my God! So, yes. what about the men who have money? What kind of laws are they facing? When they well, child a child, or I mean, does that apply to any and everybody? Do what? Well, well, like I said, they they have a, a national assembly. They have a, all these government officials, agencies, but the laws apply to certain people. Some are still above the law, so they may pass the law, but they don't enforce it, and people Let's- abuse. Uh, the youngers. Let me ask you another question. Yes, Are you speaking of the AIDS epidemic in your book? Because I hear that the AIDS epidemic over there is is very bad. Uh, in this book, this is the first edition. I did not uh, talk about the AIDS epidemic. Uh, I, I talked about the broad picture, which is. Uh, the, the, the agreement, the contract that bound Africa to uh, the colonizers and, and ignorance inside Africa. So I, I did not uh, specifically talk about the aid epidemic. But in my second edition, I will attack those issues. So this, they are very important. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I have a question. So yes. when you say the colonizers, this is a problem, are they – helping to build the land and to help the people restore themselves so that they can, you know, 
fend for themselves, or are they just colonizing the place so they can get the riches from the country? Yeah, they they colonize the country, and uh, like I said, they they wrote this uh, accord and this agreement, and uh, uh, for for their own advantage, for their own benefit. They're not coming uh, to build anything. No hospital, no schools. No, what they're interested in is their own interest. Take the resources and develop themselves. And let me give develop you develop their quick, own countries. Their own countries, yes. Briefly. Uh, uh, Briefly, let me, let me highlight one little thing. You know when uh, the uranium that was that was used by the United States for the bomb of, uh, of Hiroshima came from Congo. But guess what? This money does not go in Congo. It goes to Belgium because Belgium owns Congo. So oh. this, is just one, this is just one example. Get out. Yes, that money, that, that money was supposed to go to Congo because that's where the uranium came from. Mm-hmm. But why? Wow. Somebody else. But Congo got nothing. In nothing. Essence. It's Belgium because Belgium colonized Congo, so they own Congo. Whatever Congo produced is is for them. Wow. That goes for every country, including Africa's. Wow. We oh, are the first, we are world leaders of cocoa and coffee production, but if you go on a market to buy coffee, you will see French coffee, not Cote d'Ivoire coffee. So you were saying earlier, uh, you were saying earlier that uh, in your book you were speaking of the rebels and they were trying to overthrow the yes. president. Can yes. you tell me who the president was? Was it Nelson Mandela at that time? Was it, I mean, who was the president of your country? Okay. Uh, yeah, as as you mentioned, Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela was the president of South Africa. Okay. And, uh, Cote d'Ivoire is in West Africa, uh, so the president of Cote d'Ivoire is called Laurent Gbagbo. Okay. Is he a dictator? No, Laurent Gbagbo. The first president was a dic- was a dictator. He was in power for thirty five years. Oh. Okay. But then we had a coup d'état that, that overthrew the next president, and then we had a, a political, uh, a military transition, and then we had the election in 2000, and Laurent Gbagbo won the election democratically. So he's, he's the people's guy. He came in power, and uh, he went through the books, and he said, he said, we are independent, but why are we still paying these, those colonial dues? Why, why are we paying this? Why are we doing this? Okay, let me ask you, does these countries have a military force behind them, or are they dependent upon the the, the countries that have colonized the area? Yeah, uh, we we have a military force, but also we also had a a French military base in Côte d'Ivoire. And uh, when when the war broke out, when the military came to, uh, the the rebel came to attack, the, the president was in Italy. So he called the French president and said, uh, I heard that there's war in my country. Can you help me with the, your military? The Fr- French president said, no, I can't help you because we have no military agreement. Okay. So, no mutual agreement. You still have a military base in the country. That makes no sense. So, Interesting. So that, that, that was a conflict between him and the, and the, uh, the French president. They wanted to overthrow him because... because he 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 stopped uh, the payment of the colonial invoices, 
So okay. that means it, that means he's against the interests of the colonizer. He has to go because it's not playing by the rule. The rule okay. is you have to you have to do what we ask you to do. Okay, if but you you're independent. You have to go. So, but you're independent. So why are you paying these dues to these people that, if you're independent? That is the problem. That's that's what I explain in the book. What independence means? It means you don't depend on your overseers or your parents or whoever colonizes you anymore. You on your own. Right. But African countries are not really independent. They're still control, and that's the point. Okay. The point. We, yes. we have caller number uh, 3112 on the line who actually had a question for you. Um, okay. As soon as my switchboard gets together, I'm going to let, allow that person to speak. I would like to uh, ask everybody that's on the call, if you're not speaking at the moment, please put your phones on mute because I heard a lot of background noise and a lot of side conversation. And there is definitely a message in this in this uh, call tonight, and it definitely needs to reach everybody that's listening and everybody that's trying to listen. Go ahead, call the number 3112. My question was, what what can we do as Americans or people over here to help you, to help people in yes. Africa? Yes, you can help. Uh, how can you help? It's by putting pressure on those who think we should depend on them, those who think that they own us. Put pressure on them. Go uh, as a group, as one voice, uh, Tell President Obama that listen, the American foreign policy is not only should not only be for the Middle East, but also for Africa. We have to we have to look up to Africa to to see what we can do. Now we are in the in a new era in 21st century. No country should should be uh, under colonial clutches, colonial influence. Every country has to be free. And they gave independence to those countries. Why are they still controlling them? So this is how we can help by, by, by uh, voicing this, this opinion, by putting pressure on the uh, American government uh, and, and so forth. And even uh, have friends like me like, you know, on, the, on the land go in Africa. Uh, it's, it's your land. Like I always say, Africa is your land. When you go there, people will cherish you. People will receive you as a brother. You can go. You can invest. We need jobs. We need medicine. We need all type of things. So this is how. There's many ways you can help. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna leave your line unmuted, but if you're finished talking, go ahead and mute your line back. That way I don't hear anything in your background. And I thank you for your question, and I thank you for calling in this evening. Text message, Mrs., did you get that? Text message. Yes. Oh, okay. Here's I'm here. I'm here. Oh. I'm here. I have to put the chat. <laughs> okay. So did you okay. get what uh, the caller was asking? Yeah, he said, um, what can we do as Americans to help uh, the African people? I did hear that. And I also heard Damon say we can get with President Obama. And what else did you say? 
and uh, uh, try to go to Africa. I have, have friends, African friends, and, and organize uh, trips to Africa. Any, any country, the land is yours. In any country, and uh, possibly invest if you can bring even medicine, whatever you can bring uh, through your friendship to some association or non-profit organization. Uh, it can help the continent. Well, can I ask, how is the um, hunger situation over there? The, the, what, what situation? The hunger, the hunger situation. Harvest? Hunger. Oh, hunger, okay, yes. Uh, some no. some countries, some I countries. Mars or I'll go to the store. Yeah. Some countries are experiencing uh, hunger situation because uh, even right. the, because of drought, drought, or so basically, not necessarily. Okay, so what we see on TV when they're asking us to reach out mm-hmm. um, really about the hunger situation is what we really see on TV. Really, what's going on in the country? People, children are really starving with the big bellies and stuff of that nature. Is that really going on, or is that just what we see? Yeah, it's going on in some countries. In countries that that are ravaged by by the war, the endless wars. See, when there was a war in the country for ten years, nobody can nobody can farm anymore. Nobody can go on his farm and, and do anything. They have, they have to be in uh, uh, in camps. So that's when hunger comes in. So there are countries here yeah, that are experiencing those situations. Interesting. This this this. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, I also want to just give a quick shout-out to our uh, co-host, Miss Lily, who dropped in real quick and dropped off the line. We want to thank you for calling in this evening. I don't know what happened. Um, perhaps she will call back in to expound a little bit about uh, what she did here. I'm assuming she just left out of church or she just got out of class, so... That's the reason why she popped in and popped out, but she showed her face. We appreciate the support. Um, so basically, with your upcoming book, let's let's talk a little bit more about that now. Your upcoming book, uh, when do you think that you'll start writing, or have you already started writing that book? Okay. I've already started writing that book. Okay. Maybe next year I will publish it. Okay. Okay. Okay, and you're going to go a little bit more in detail okay. to yes, okay, of what's more, really more going in, on, or what's going on country country by country because the, the situation varies from country to country. Uh, like 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 uh, Zimbabwe has a particular situation problem, or Cote d'Ivoire different situation, but it is the same cause. Is the, those are cause those uh, European that manipulating uh, those government? So I will go in detail, country by country, and that's in that book. Okay. Okay. So we have a few more things to look forward to in your upcoming book. Yes. Yeah, because now I'm I'm really looking forward to this book. <laughs> and I was, I mean, the, the information that you gave me about the book tonight was was pretty enlightening. 
and unfortunately I was ill-prepared because I am an avid reader and love reading any and everything. I was just yeah. unfortunate to get my hands on the book, but I look forward myself to yeah, pretty sure. I'm gonna the get book. Yes. yes, please do, because um, in order for us to unite and help our motherland out, that we have to know what's going on, the bad yes. and the ugly. That's true. Uh-huh. Yes. I'll make sure you get a copy pretty soon. Please do. Yes. Well, uh, Damon, do you have like a, 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 a MySpace or a Facebook page that you would like to refer the listeners to in order so they can contact you? And would you like to give them more information on how they can order your current publications? Yes, uh, to uh, order the book, you go to Amazon.com or, or Barnes and Noble. Oh, Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble. Amazon.com. You put uh, when you click books, you just have to put my name, Damon Laurent, and uh, you can order it from there. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, uh, did you want to add anything else this evening? Before we continue our call, Damon? Yes. Uh, what I want to add is that they, people here are being misinformed about Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, very misinformed. Africa is not a poor continent. Africa is very rich. The, 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 the resources that we have, I don't think they have it on another continent. We have oil, diamond, gold, and so forth. But for some reason, the continent is called poor continent. When the Europeans go in, they take resources to develop their own land. That's unfair. Right, Cote d'Ivoire is the world leader of coffee and cocoa production. But Cote d'Ivoire's okay. name, name is not on any market. It is, it is France. That, that This unfair treatment has, has to stop. So what we need in Africa, we need our true independence. The independence that we have is not an independence. They still control the African countries. So we need our true independence in order to develop ourselves. It's time for Africa to get developed. We have issues like AIDS and epidemic and, and, and diseases. Once we get we get our freedom, we can focus on those issues and deal with them. But because we don't we are not free, we are always distracted by wars, by rebels, so we let we leave the issue the real issues out. Right. And, and, and it takes it destroys the continent. So we need to change the way we do things. So briefly this is what I want people to know. And Africa Africa need help. Uh, for African American, don't be afraid to go in Africa. Don't be afraid. It's, it's your land, and Africa needs. We need help. We need to create jobs. There's no jobs in the countries, and dictatorship and so forth. So we need help from our American brothers and sisters. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, pretty much that. Go ahead. That's probably not the biggest one to be. Okay. Text message misses. Okay. Okay, there she go. Okay. 
There she go. <laughs> Text message, missus. If you don't know too much about our show, uh, Damon, we want to apologize. Um, we normally cut people up on the show, but I'm trying to be respectful because you are on the line. Now, Miss Text Message Misses, are you here with us now? I am very here. It is, uh, it is extremely chaotic in my house right now. Unfortunately, I'm here and I'm not here. My uncle was rushed to the hospital tonight. So. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. What you say? Do you need to leave? No, no, no. I'm straight. I'm straight. I'm just trying to get the dogs together, the kids together. <laughs> Everything is happening at one time. My aunt keeps calling like every two minutes if you can hear the house phone. And I'm trying to not be disrespectful to the show because I am the co-host and this is just all happening at one time. So, Peter, you know you can't go outside. Okay. Did you have any final remarks from Mr. Damon? No, just that I look forward to the book. I look I really I'm really looking forward to the book. So try to get me a copy as soon as possible because that is something I would definitely sit up and read. And again, congratulations on your success. Yes, I do have one, one, one important question. Let me let me ask you a question of since you are an author, you know, on the bus, even myself, um, have you ever tried to switch up your, your writing? Um, I see your writing is nonfiction, but, you know, I can honestly say that the money is in to the ghetto novels because everywhere you look, somebody yes. has a ghetto novel. So have you ever tried one of those? Uh, no, I haven't tried to write a novel. Uh, because I mean, you know, like I always say, writing is a is a, is a gift from God. So whatever uh, God inspires you to write, that's mm-hmm. what you do. So I write to, uh, from inspiration. Mm-hmm. Uh, how this book started is I was in Belgium in my hotel room in nineteen two thousand and four when and I was watching a show on TV and I. They, as they talk about Sierra Leone and the diamond, the rebel, uh, they show a picture where an old lady was braiding the hair of a four four year little girl. And when they turned the picture, I saw this four year old with the two arms cut off. And that what? hit me. I cried for days. And on my, on my plane back to the United States, as I was crying, a voice told me, So, do you think that your tears will solve the problem? So I said, Who's talking to me? And the voice said, write, write about these things. That's your fight. So I write uh, from inspiration. Right. Well, that's good. And for your success. And I wish you many more successes in the future. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, well, Damon. You get your copy very soon. Yes. Well, Damon, that pretty much sums it up for this portion of the show. We want to thank you once again for taking out your busy schedule to to speak to us and to elaborate on your book. And most importantly, on your, you know, your day-to-day activities and your 
uh, experience by living in the country that most of us have never, ever seen before. All we do is see it on TV and go by, you know, what history tells us this is where we come from. It has definitely been very enriching that you have been here this evening to, you know, just share your walk of life with us and to to make us definitely think, okay, this is what we need to be doing, this is what we should be doing, and this is what is really going on, and things that, you know, that the media is definitely not going to tell us. This is, this is what we need to know, yes. you know. Yes. And, uh, again, thank you very much for the opportunity you have given me, and God bless you. God bless your whole team. And, uh, thank you, God I'll be always uh, free if you need me for another discussion. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us. You have a good evening. Thank you very much. Good evening. Have a great evening. Bye-bye. God bless you. And you do, son. Now, um, we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit more about this. Um, I don't know if caller number 3112 had anything extra that they wanted to add to that. I think that we just need to um, help a little bit more because I really didn't. I mean, I guess until you learn about it and actually read the book, I guess a little bit more of it will come to light and you'll know. That voice sounds familiar. I'm sorry to cut you off. Cornelius. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. What's up? I'm Cornelius. All right, so. I, I think I, and I agree with Cornelius, until, you know, we can really, really read the book and get into in-depth of what is really going on over in us. Because, um, I mean, and it sounds very interesting. Because, like I said, you have to know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because you see pictures of Africa and you can say, oh, my God, that is a beautiful place I would love to visit. Right. You never know what goes on in the out. And the, you know, in the underground, you know. <laughs> a lot of people don't know what's going on in this country, and we live here too. So, and I know, that's right. <laughs> and I know that's right because a lot of things, and, and a lot of the same things that's going on in Africa is right here under our noses. You know? Not only that, it's going on, and we talk about it, but we're not doing anything about it. To fix Nothing it. about oh, it. Oh, true. Nothing. So you can't be complaining about it if you ain't trying to fix it. But a lot of people, I don't know how. So that's why I always say, ask those kind of questions because you'll you'll find out the right answer if you really want to find out what to do. Write your senators, you know, write the president, somebody, so that somebody will listen. You know, if enough people write, they have to listen. And and the thing is, you know, they always say, I mean, you have to write a million letters for your congressman or your state representative to respond to just one. And that's that's a sad situation. That is very sad. First of all, we are the ones who put you there. You made these promises to us, so we look forward to you keeping them. You so don't sell us no empty dreams, honey. I voted for you to take care of what, this, and that, and I need you to take care of it ASAP. If you not, said, 
not right. only that, we're not asking you to necessarily take care of the issue. We're writing you and we're informing you because you are our representative. You are our voice. You are the voice of Southeast. You are the voice of Northeast, Southwest, Northwest, and wherever the fuck you come from. You are our voice. We're writing you so that you can put these items upon the table to discuss them and to see if something can happen, not just so that we can write you just because we know how to read and write to just talk about our educational system. We we want you to put it on the table. You know, if nothing happens from it, at least we know that we put the right person in to get the job done of you bringing it forth to the people that will make the change and, you know, that will push the change to come forth. That's the most important part. That's right. And and has anyone between between Merlo or Cornelius has anyone ever taken the time out to call um, Eleanor Norms Horton? Actually, that, I have not. That Beatrice office. Oh my! And whoever <laughs> answered that Beatrice phone is <laughs> nasty as hell. Are you serious? Hell yeah! Bitch, you're the representative of Washington, D.C. Represent us. Right. <laughs> you speak for us on Congress. Speak for all of us and snap for yourself. Because, bitch, the words that are coming out your mouth, I do not feel. <laughs> I do not feel. That bitch is highly nasty. <laughs> you said some of them politicians are the best actors in front of the cameras. And and that is so true because, like I say, when you're standing up on that podium trying to get my vote, you're selling me a bunch of blind dreams and, you know, whatever, whatever. I don't want no – you're not – this is not the blind leading the blind. You're supposed to be taking us places, biatch. That's why we put you where we put you. <laughs> Shit. And if I have a problem, I shouldn't have to call you 50 times a week. And so for you to finally get on the phone and be nasty, bitch, is you crazy? I will eggshell that big ass car door <laughs> and key it up. Shit, but don't, you know, I, and that's why I pray. I pray and I swear. This is the first hundred days, but I swear for the next four years, I pray that Obama, as a black man, live up to everything. He said he was going to do for us as a people. And I stand behind him 100, 200, infinity plus, because I know in my heart he will do it. He didn't just tell us a bunch of pipe dreams. But like you said, you have to start here before you can go elsewhere. You have to start home. And, and it's unfortunate with the things that's going on over there in Africa. It really is. And the bottom line is, I would love to save up my cronets to step foot on the motherland just for five minutes and get back on the plane because that's all I could afford is the five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? If even that five people, actually the people that are in power, got money, actually stood up and said enough is enough, I bet you one thing, something would change. Something so, would change. If, if it was their children getting abused and all of that, what we don't realize is that that's our family. You know what I mean? That's right. Like, if you want to look at it, that could be one of us, you know, and so we got to we really do something about it. We can't talk about it, you know, because if it was right. a family over there, we would do it, you know, without, would, we would do whatever we needed to do to make sure they were okay. 
So that's the way we need to look at it. Mm-hmm. I was telling um, Merlot, I don't even use Oprah, but I saw a segment on Oprah before where this little baby, she had to be between six and eight months when it happened to her. A grown-ass man brutally raped her. Well, the next time they showed this baby, she had been adopted, a lady, a black lady must have saw the show, and she went over to Africa and got that baby. And I swear to God, when you saw her again, she was the happiest two-year-old that you've ever seen in your life. She's a beautiful little girl. And so the doctors had said that um, she would probably never remember the rape because her little tiny brain was, you know, underdeveloped and, you know, it probably, but she, she was so, so brutalized, she was so brutalized that she would never remember it because she can't have kids. Will you tell Fido to I'm shut up, the fuck I'm up? I'm upstairs now because they was making too much noise. <laughs> Let me see what you pack, girl. I had to come upstairs because they was making too much noise. Some bitches was crazy, all of them. <laughs> I'm, in I'm a like, let me get the bell because somebody acting up over here. And while I have you on the phone, the next time I understand tonight was, you know, you were going through some changes. Yeah. But next time, put your shit on mute so we don't hear all the other bullshit. In the I, I, I never figured that out. <laughs> I thought I did put it on mute. Mm-hmm. I did. I- I was putting you on mute, and then I couldn't unmute you, and it was just like, okay, I knew you had something to say. And he was talking to you, and you had wandered off somewhere else. Oh, yeah, I did. I did. That's when I went on mute. That's oh, when I went okay. On mute. But I do apologize. So, um, my uncle, he had been really sick since uh, Saturday, and uh, he hasn't eaten or drinking anything. He couldn't. So they finally had to, he just finally made the decision to go to the hospital. More than likely, he will be staying there for a couple of days. He was really bad off. But you know what? I know somebody. I know that's right. (laughs) I can touch anybody. I know that's right. Okay. Well, pretty much that concludes our show this evening, people. Okay. And that concludes our show tonight, people. Uh, can I get my shout-out before we leave? Yes, indeed. To my number one fan, you know who you are. Mwah. <laughs> <laughs> you know well, who you are. You have else you wanted to say. <laughs> um, this was good. This was a really good um, eye-opener for me, so I would definitely be looking at the book. And I hope that we invite him again so we'll have more questions to be ready. Mm-hmm. Okay, and more professional. Yeah, because yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't want him to get the wrong idea, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he, he pretty much knows the logistics of what to expect, but, you know, it was a bit much. We started off on the right foot, and we kind of got a little rocky, you know. <laughs> yeah. you know that was my part of it all. That was my fault, America. I do, I do apologize, America. That was my fault. Unfortunately, these circumstances were not beyond my control, so I'm true. trying to be a uh, dictator of the house. So I'm being dictated. No leader. I'm dictating. I know that's <laughs> so I'm gonna be, right. 
I'm going to be breaking backbones and spines up in this motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, people, this concludes our show. We have less than 30 seconds. So, of course, I've given my two cents as usual, and everybody else has given their 50 pence. We are 50 cent pieces, but we're going to cut their asses off right now. Um, Of course, our next show is Friday um, at 9 p.m. Here we go. As usual, here on Formerlo Entertainment on Blog Talk Radio. Until then, everybody, everybody have a good night. And once again, thank you for calling. Thank you for listening. And peace out. Peace. Bye-bye. Okay. Brisk, I love you. And I know you love me back. (laughs) <laughs> she is so ghetto. Bye. So ghetto. <laughs> Hang up. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>